Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, GDC is over, PAX East is over, but there's a lot of news that's kind of come adjacent or out of that. You could say we'll talk about a bunch of announcements uh, for games and other things. We had the Diablo 4 beta and Mark has played that. Play a little bit of RE4 remake as well, and a few other things to discuss here. As long as well as the CMA finally made some kind of decision, and there's a lot of things that are coming out of that as well. So, talk about all those things and more right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right. Well, just in case this is your first time listening or if it's your 100th time listening, either way, like always, we appreciate you. And, of course, if you're watching right now as we're recording this, you can uh, remember to go and like, subscribe, follow on the w 2 Network YouTube channel. And also you can go and watch us on our various social media platforms all W2 Network there, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, even though I think we're not on this week because uh, Radlich and Folk are doing a review, which if you can't watch live, obviously, uh, you can always watch on demand on the YouTube uh, channel. Just go subscribe to W2 Network. And you get not just what we do, but you get all the other shows that we have. So Talk to Keiki, talking about anime. You have... MMA for Marks that talks about MMA. You got all of the Radlitz stuff, which they go beyond the spectrum of everything entertainment. They review TV shows and movies. They're doing the John Wick 4 review right now. So pretty much if you're watching this, you can also go watch their John Wick 4 review um, as well. And yeah, make sure you go and subscribe for that. If you want to just listen on with your ears which you know i'd still do on a daily basis to podcasts um we're doing video because that's the thing you do now apparently but everybody a lot of people still listen on audio and you can do so on all of the different audio places that you listen to right now on your whatever favorite podcatcher you have we're pretty much on there just go subscribe video games to the max and we're there on every uh way that you want to listen to us later anytime we do a show it is there for you in the feed and uh unfortunately you can't subscribe on the network that way you have to go find radlich or talk to cakey or whatever separately and go subscribe there but hey at least you get what you want and you uh, don't have to worry about having stuff you don't uh, that way so either way let's get started with this thing uh mark so the a big talk this week, aside from, I guess, what's been happening at GDC or PAX or whatever, is that Blizzard dropped the Diablo 4 beta. Of course, last week there was the, it was the closed beta where it was for pre-order people. And if you bought one of those, uh, you know, double, double down. down sandwiches at yeah. KFC, um, I the almost KFC, the KFC yeah. beta. Yeah, the KFC, uh, the KFC sandwich people. So... I almost uh, bought that the week before, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that because I know I'm not going to eat that sandwich. So 
you went ahead and played. I was not feeling well at all on Sunday, so I did not try it out. Uh, I didn't want to be playing something that I had to like be sitting there focused and and it's more of an action RPG, so I have to be constantly moving around and all that. And I was like, yeah, I'll just Mark played a lot of it, so yeah, uh, I, mean, I think we'll we're good with that. Uh, I mean, so I, I, what characters yeah. did you use? Or I guess I, I what mean, characters I, were available? I guess they're all. I think all the classes were available. Uh, five or six classes. <coughs> Sorry, uh, I mainlined the sorcerer, uh, but I also tried out the druid and the or the rogue. Sorry, and I got the oh. sorcerer up to level twenty-five, which was the max in the beta. And the rogue was at level eleven, and the druid was at level five. Oh, nice. So, yeah. I mean, did you uh, enjoy playing as all the different? Uh... I mean, if Can't we weren't doing this, I'd probably, be, I'd probably be playing the beta right now still. So, uh, right. yeah, I I did everything I could. I uh, got got to max level. I I uh, I didn't do every mini dungeon. I mean, there's a ton of them. Um, but I discovered every area I could in the map that was available. Uh, I did the raid boss uh, like on Saturday night at like 3 a.m. Uh, and it has like public. I did like one public event, which is cool. And yeah. Had a very good time. I mean, so is there anything new that's coming to Diablo because of this game, or is it just like a bigger, badder version of what's come before? Like, what well, makes I Diablo mean, Four special? This I thing is—I mean, it was a small game world because it was pretty constricted, but it's like an open world game. Like, you can kind of go anywhere you want. Like, like it has a quest or it has like a main quest, but you don't like have to do it and. Uh, like there are horses in the game. They weren't in the beta, but you can buy horses, which you know dramatically increase your speed because you need it because the map is fucking monstrously huge. <laughs> At least, even in Act One, it was big. I mean, I basically beat the first act of the game. Oh, I mean, yes, yeah, so that's what I was gonna ask. Was um, what do you feel like? Yeah, I did see people showing a map of the what it would actually is going to look like. Yeah. And like you said, it looks freaking big. Yeah, uh, and who knows if that's even like the the, the main map because it could just go like, oh, here's another alt, like another land you visit later on in the game that you know is double the size, or who you know who knows. So even like is the that, opening, yeah, is that like the first time it's really been kind of like open that way? Or yeah, because even like Diablo three, it was very like it had a, a decent sized map, but it was like all like interconnected zones essentially, or you have like one big kind of big area but then it transitioned like in a small zone to get through to like the next big area it, it basically just did that over and over like this is just a huge map so you can kind of go wherever you want and it has like, these like separate dungeons like small dungeons you can, uh that unlo- unlock like new abilities for you or not abilities but like i think they call it uh aspects maybe uh but you can like attach though well aspect is also uh, something you can attach to gear to like make to buff it up a little. They can also like destroy legendary gear to get like the power it has to attach to like a different piece of gear you might want. Uh, yeah. It has crossplay for damn near everything, I think. And it's like an MMO, or it's not. It doesn't have like thousands of players, but it has like dozens of players running around. Yeah, I mean that. That's yes. Yeah, like, did you get to see the players in the world? Oh yeah. Only like when I when I did the raid boss, it was like me and like fourteen other people playing, you know, face nothing. It's just. Like, we weren't in a group or anything, uh, but it was just, you know, here the server said, like, oh, the monster's going to show up at 3 a.m. If you want to go fight it, 
you know, go here. And I said, all right, let's do this. Oh, that's awesome. So I, and it reminded me a lot of Lost Ark. Uh, except for like Lost Ark has a lot of really goofy shit in it because it's so it's pretty old. So it has like a whole system spawn system spawn systems. I mean, Diablo 4 will get, eventually get there, but uh, this is pr- this is pretty straightforward in the grand scheme of things. But like, so you felt for overall, like I guess what you played. Are you more excited now for? Oh yeah, I, I mean, when I get the money, I'll probably pre-order the Ultimate Edition. Does it? Do, were you like kind of skeptical going in? Because I mean, I feel like that's not a lot really of people's stance of. I I like Diablo three, so even if it was just more of that, it'd be fine. But it's not like it, it is. It has the obvious like top down you know, kill monsters perspective or game. It's, it is kind of different. And it's like a lot more zoomed in, which is kind of funny because I was playing with Jens and he was bitching about it. Like oh, he always does about every game that he plays now. And, <laughs> uh, oh, so you got to play with you. And then he's, yeah, he, I managed to it. peel him away from his precious, stupid headphones for an hour. Or so, uh, yeah. And then, uh, cause there's a button in the game that says zoom. And he pressed that, and it like zooms more into the character, not less. Well, of course, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, because you thought it was like gonna like zoom out, but it's not. They want you to like really see your character, and like your character shows up and like cut, not cut, not FMV cutscenes, but they have like a lot more in-game cinematics of your character being like more of a presence in the game than past games. So you're saying that the created character kind of matters in this game, then. <laughs> Yeah, like like the fact that you can create a character at all, really, or you know, it's not a ton of options compared to like Lost Ark or some Korean MMO. But there's you know a handful of hair options or like a handful of hair colors and eye colors and stuff like that. So you can create something semi decent. I mean, that's that's good too. If it, it makes you feel like that is, I mean, uh, I, worth doing. I got the beta. Uh, I I downloaded it like early, like the first time I could, and I'm. Friday night, I was playing it, and I eventually got knocked off at, like, level 9. Like, it just disconnected me, and it was like, oh, to go back in, it'll, t- it'll wait, take, like, an hour, not until tomorrow. And on Saturday, I reached, like, level 25 within, like, four or five hours. Like, I just played, play like, nonstop. And even by the end of the beta, like, the server queues were pretty good. Like, it took, like, a minute or two to, like, log in, but it wasn't, like, waiting hours upon hours or anything. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, that. That was probably more of last week. I think a lot of people that got to play it last week, they kind of got their fill or they played it again this week, but they were able to work out the kinks as opposed to last week yeah. was really that first time of a trial. And, right. and you know. The only downside, like it did have some network instability. Like I said, I got knocked off once. But like there are pretty obvious lo- like network loads between like the town and the game world. Or like you're on this path yeah. and you can kind of see like, it's loading in the next area. And like, sometimes like the game, like you'd get stuck running in place and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Or, you know, and eventually like, you, like even if you ran forward, you get stuck or like you'd run forward a little bit and then like rubber band back really quickly. This is weird. And then it's like, Oh wait, it's a beta. So there, you know, it's not finished. Is there any changes to how like you level as opposed to so, other Diablo games or? One, well, yeah, a few things like they don't have, in Diablo 3, they just gave you basically a new ability every time you level, or like a new rune or whatever. This game, they just give you a skill point, like with a big, not a huge skill tree, but a pretty decent sized skill tree. You can kind of pick what you want to do. And each skill has like one one upgrade 
mandatory upgrade, and then it has two like two different options for you to pick. So like my uh, rebound lightning spell could either go like rebound like one more time, or if it rebounded against me, it might cause more damage to other enemies. And like there are also social uh, upgrades, like because I got so far in the beta, like and the server had got or like the landmass had gotten so progressed that like. I got like two extra skill points because of that. Oh, okay. So it like rewards you for exploring. Yeah, like it rewards like social participation. Like you oh you did you did a social event, so you get this extra extra currency to spend at this like lottery vendor. It's been an every Diablo game, I think, but now it's a little more explicit about what you're getting or what you're the currency you're getting. Do you feel like you're gonna like this more way of Oh yeah. Doing it I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I like I love Diablo three because well, you instantly like Diablo three, which is like crazy to me. The yeah. So I mean, I, like I said, I played this pretty much like nonstop this week, except for like finishing my WWE review, getting Resident Evil four. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we that that got in today, so and at I, least you got to play. And I got like one of the game ahead of that, which will, which will actually be pretty quick, thankfully. So. Oh, that's good. Is there anything like, let's say you're like me, that maybe you're somewhat interested? I don't know if you're going to buy it, but you didn't play the beta and then you're going, okay, I'm hearing a lot of positive stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'd, it, it'll probably be like my, I wouldn't say game of the year, but that's like the one game I'm probably going to buy. Uh, even before, like, I don't, even if you somehow get a code, like, someone else probably grab that because I want to get like, the pre order bonuses thing with that. Right. Uh, like I will buy this game regardless, so that's important to me. Yeah, I, I mean, like it's it's good that this is happening for them because you know if they need a win. We're gonna, yeah, they need a win. <laughs> Activision needs something that's not Call of Duty, because uh, World of Warcraft has this moment when the new expansion comes out and then it kind of goes back into its usual it, thing. It, or, it has like two 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 or three moment two or three months of being popular again, and then nope. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The only downside, and this is even something I saw in the beta, aside from like the network problems, which I'm not going to blame them for, is like the story is dumb because it's the same trope of. Did you, did you play Diablo three much at all or no? I did play a little bit of it. It's the same stupid trope of uh, young girl gets too involved in like the quest or the storyline, and she becomes like the main catalyst for the whole damn story. Right. Because it happened in Diablo three with Leia Kane, and it's, I don't I forget the character's name, something dumb, but it happened again in Diablo four. Like this, they, they introduced this new character, and her mom gets like corrupted, and it's like, okay, I see where this is fucking going already. Like, come on. Yeah, I had a friend. I mean, I had a friend. It was funny. He was he was bitching about the game, the beta, because he was playing it too. He was playing it on PC, and he plays it in hardcore mode, and he was like, oh, I already died once because of the network problems, and. I was up to level 19, and I, uh, thank God I didn't die before I hit level 20, because level 20 is when you unlock the, like, the backpack, like the, right. I think the pet or something. And I said, like, why the fuck are you playing this thing on hardcore mode? Like, A, I wouldn't do that anyway. But B, the game is heavily network dependent on a exactly. beta. To, like, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want a challenge, right? Yeah, but if you want to unlock the stupid pet, it's like, yeah, just blow through it in easy mode and go from there. Like he wasn't that crazy, but he he started the game on like hard on hard mode, and then he was you know I was like when he started I was like oh just go run through the first dungeon, it'll take you like fifteen minutes, and run to the uh, main town that should take you like five or ten minutes, and like an hour went by, and I'm like where the hell 
like, where the hell are you? Because you have to get to the main town before the network even opens up or like the multiplayer starts. And he was like, oh, it, it took me forever. I already died once in the, in the first dungeon and it's it's so hard. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then I discovered like, oh, he's playing on the harder difficulty. I'm like, well, that's dumb. Like none of this matters in the first place. So right. it's pretty easy and we can, we can get out of it. Exactly. You can just get through it and enjoy the gameplay and experience but, it. Yeah, I, 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 the only danger for me is like when that game came out comes out, it's gonna like decimate whatever life I have. <laughs> like I'm just gonna be playing it for like obsessively for probably a few weeks. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's actually good when a game hits you like that because that means not only did you get your money's worth, uh, it was like worth it. Uh, to, yeah. you you enjoyed it that much, you know, instead of like, right. hey, I'm I'm just playing this game and I'm I guess I kind of like it, but you know, it, it it should be something that you actually want to enjoy and not feel like, oh, I'm just doing this because I have to. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of how I am. It feels like with the, the game, you know, I've mostly been playing it. I figured it would happen and it happened where, oh, man, I'm really, really freaking enjoying this game. And I'm I, I'm glad that I, I'm playing it because it's probably going to be one of my favorite games. You know, not every game is going to be like that, obviously, especially for us that do a lot of reviewing. Um, right. But hey, especially when you're going to buy the ultimate whatever edition, you know? Yeah. So $100 one. <laughs> yeah, especially. So that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I get it. Jens tried it out to to play with you and, you know, see what it was all about and everything. But uh, hey, if it's not for him, whatever, you know? Yeah. At least, you know, you're... Do you feel like it's still enjoyable solo, even if you don't have people yeah. to play with? Or? And I had, I tried to enlist other people playing, but none of them responded to me. So screw them. Uh, but I saw other people on my friends list like playing it as well. So yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, yeah, I saw a lot of people playing it. Um, yeah. On, on my friends list as well. It's like, why wouldn't you? It's, it's an open beta. Try it out. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a positive thing for Activision uh, Blizzard right now. Uh, where they have a lot of negativity going on. And we bring that up to, I guess, before we talk about maybe some other games we've been playing, because it kind of ha- goes along with it. Uh, the CMA finally made a decision, at least partially uh, anyway, in that they are no longer concerned about what the Activision Blizzard King merger would do for console. Uh, yeah. They feel like the remedies that Microsoft has already introduced and that is it has on the table with Sony and that also it examined everything. And remember, they got to look at all those exclusive deals that Sony has and, and all of this stuff. And they're saying, I, this is not going to inhibit competition. It's not going to inhibit Sony. Uh, Sony will have plenty of time to figure out what to do here. And they're still going to have Call of Duty at the end of the day. So they are going to move to pass that as far as consoles go. There are still concerns according with uh, cloud gaming because obviously it doesn't help at all that their biggest competitor, Stadia, is no longer in there. And then all you have left is, to be fair to itself, Luna debuted in more countries uh, this week and everything. But it's still very small compared to what Microsoft is putting out with uh, cloud gaming and then of course it has, it's tied in with xbox game pass which helps it a ton as well um you know basically 
you get Game Pass Ultimate, you get the cloud gaming with it. So uh, as long and also with the PC Game Pass included as well. So it's like it's not a thing that you buy separately like Luna where you have to pay your extra money and all you get is the cloud gaming. It's not like there's a offline version that you enjoy along with that like you can with uh, Game Pass. Uh, if you have like I have the ultimate and it's a cool little thing when I'm somewhere where all I can do is play on my phone, I can pull it out and play cloud games and it works. And if I happen to bring my little thing with where I can connect the controller even better, I can play with the controller and it's a great option to have. It doesn't work perfectly, but it works. Um, but I do understand like that's why they've been making these deals with uh, those different streaming services because if you're the only game in town, this is going to make you the bigger only game in town. So yeah. that is a valid concern on that front. But it's interesting to see like some of the other things that are kind of come out alongside this, right? Um, some of the things that Sony was kind of arguing for were, you know, Redfall was apparently in development for the PS5 along with Starfield. Uh, a release date was never announced at that time and there was never a like concrete thing made for either game because pretty much at that time, that's when Microsoft bought with us and they said, Hey, no more PS five version. Uh, yeah. and that thing, you know, uh, we're just doing Xbox PC and the game pass. Remember at that point, game pass wasn't as big as it is. And if you're Sony on that end, right. You're saying, well, they made, Bethesda games exclusive. Why wouldn't they do that with Activision? Uh, I guess to be fair right now, Activision only has like one, <laughs> one game that they make so yeah uh and that one they've said is not going to be exclusive so but like what do you i guess what do you make of this whole like the biggest one that was against it has gone the other way it, it'll it probably happen the odds of it happening are better now i just right. i mean that still could be thrown in the monkey like some monkey wrench could be thrown there but i think it'll happen i guess it depends on like what the deal is that Sony can now try to get out of out of them, you know? Yeah. Do you think that they'll sign one of those uh, ten year deals now? I mean, I think they'll be kind of forced to. On, on a side note, have you seen the? I didn't. I don't think we put this in because it's kind of dumb. But the story about American politicians are angry at like the Japanese dominance of games. Yeah, and it, I was going to bring that up too. The whole oh well, Sony is dominant in Japan and has not allowed Microsoft to really make waves there. Yeah, but I think that's also the Japanese decision to be more in line with their own likes of games, right? I mean, even in the 360 era when Microsoft tried uh, doing the the Double Mistwalker games yeah. and, and some other games that they brought in, they really didn't move the needle that much. Right. And it also, it was like, okay, this is your best this is your best output. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but for them, Sony and Nintendo are still doing better. So yeah. if this is the best you got, that's not enough for, for them, you know, for, for us to, to go over to Xbox and, and, and you got to remember too. I mean, you're, you're taking two Japanese stalwarts, two companies that have precedent in that country that you're not going to get them to move and go, oh, we're going to embrace this American company over here. That for the yeah. most part, what they're advertising is shooters and all these other things that we're not too big on. Um, yeah. You have, you know, your Japanese or Korean Call of Duty 
player or a Gears of War player or Halo player or whatever. Um, not saying that you don't, but for the most part, you have all, you know, the majority of Japanese players are going to like certain things that they like. And now you have, and, and the thing that's funny is they're using Sony's own rhetoric against them and trying yeah. to cut Nintendo out of the, the whole thing. And it's like, maybe you could try to do that here or in the UK, but in Japan, you cannot cut Nintendo out at all. Nintendo is the dominant king in Japan. Like, you know, yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't get, you couldn't buy switches for a long time in Japan. I mean, it's incredible that they're getting away with it. I mean, I, I get it. Right. Sony used their power in the UK to try to, you know, get the CMA and the EU to put this deal down. And in a way, Microsoft is kind of doing the same thing because they have leverage in the States. And also the FTC is again, the whole thing as well. So this is kind of also a shot at the FTC. Like, oh, you want to say that we're dominant here or that we're going to be dominant here because of this move? Well, look what Sony's doing in Japan. Like, uh, how can we make a move over there? You know, if we don't do something. So yeah, uh, it, it's kind of funny to me. It's dumb, like you're saying. It's it doesn't really hold any water compared to what Sony was trying to do. I've always stood fast that regardless of what Sony does, the light will eventually shine on the actual facts. And I think the fact that whether it was the FTC, I think it was that that made it to where oh, we have to see these exclusive agreements. And you get you put all the, the documents out there, and it's like, uh, I mean, where are you gonna say that Microsoft is going to supposedly gain a huge advantage? Uh, when Sony has all of this other criteria where they are number one, and at the end of the day, if this helps Microsoft get a little bit closer, and it, it helps everybody because it just means you might get more people playing video games. You get uh, more people maybe having to decide which one or the other. Uh, and it's good for Sony, right? It might have to make Sony be like, oh, man, we got this 10-year deal. What do we do? Do we start trying to find uh, the, our own Call of Duty? Which, to be fair, Microsoft never found its own yeah, Call I, of Duty. I mean, like, brute force, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean. Uh, I mean, they, they, had Call of, they had Gears of War, which, you know. Yeah. Ideally, it could have been one, but they fucked yeah, it up but, so much. I mean, I agree with you, but Gears of War was a little bit different. It's like right. not... Well, it's not an annual yeah. franchise and a third person, not a ton of other stuff. Yeah. I mean, that could have been a com competitor, but it's just not. All right. Somebody could have kept SOMCOM around. They didn't do that. Right. You know, uh, they didn't have the incentive to do so. They had they had Call of Duty. Uh, you know, they had the exclusive agreements for Call of Duty. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's just weird. And like... Microsoft responded to the whole, are we going to gimp Call of Duty now? Because we got this like, no, we're not going to neuter it. That doesn't make any sense. Um, there's no basis in provisional finance. We would essentially amount to beyond parity obligation. Uh, basically, you know, we're not going to make it worse by being, by the fact that it's on PS5 or whatever, make it worse there on purpose. Um, again, I brought this up. Like, if you have basis and you can show this to somebody in court, that's a big lawsuit waiting to happen. They were able to get the the gamers lawsuit 
against this whole thing dropped because it didn't really have any basis. <laughs> uh, but if you have people that are saying like, yo, I bought this on PS5 and I can't play it or it looks inferior to my friend's Xbox version, uh, you can prove that that's a bad thing for Microsoft. And again, <clears throat> it makes the Xbox look bad because, oh, you have to go to that length to make your, your thing better than your competitor. Right. Like, you know, it just doesn't make any sense is sony trying trying a little bit too hard to try to make people that aren't gamers be like yo wait a minute could they really do that i mean yeah not really let's be real i think the interesting one though for me and i've been wondering why it took them this long to stop it because like all you ever hear when somebody talks about game pass aside from great deal whatever oh the games is <laughs> I can get it for a dollar and then oh I can keep putting the dollars on top of it and I can get it for like three years for a dollar. Ha ha oh Sony, you're terrible because you didn't allow me to do that. Oh uh, ha ha like and I was like, you know, I get it that they want people to get into Game Pass, but like isn't Microsoft seeing all this and going, yo, um maybe we should stop that <laughs> and it's funny that I guess just now somebody decided to look around and go, wait a minute, you can't buy this and you can't get this trial of a dollar anymore. And finally, according to Xbox head of global communications, Kari Perez, uh, they've stopped using this as an introductory offer for game pass. And they're going to change their marketing promotion uh, well, in the future. Yeah. When you know when when the when the Call of Duty deal looks to be going forward, then they cut off this this deal. <laughs> I think they've had this deal cut for a while. It's just somebody decided to finally go around looking because then people started being like, "Oh well, let me let me go and buy a bunch of Game Pass because it's not it's going to be worth it now." You know, because let's be fair. I mean, this year hasn't been aside from High Fi Rush. It really hasn't been like this big year for Game Pass so far. Right. Um, neither was last year either. Yeah, I mean, well, last year was just absolutely awful. Everything Xbox. Um, but, I mean, this year you have some lights at the end of the tunnel, right? You got Redfall coming. Uh, a lot of... At the same time that that uh, that Diablo beta was uh, being looked at by a lot of people, they were also doing gameplay reveals of that uh, Redfall, right? right. Uh, and it looks like it has a lot of positive... Uh, press going on the fact that you can play it solo as well it's like not it's it's not the end of the world if you don't play it with a friend um so that's all that's positive that's coming out in may you got starfield coming out uh now that has a release date so there are some big games that people are going to look forward to now and then you have <laughs> this and there's a lot of people saying oh this could be done by june so how long would it take diablo 4 to show up in game you know, if they can get that thing out this year in Game Pass, I mean, that's another big, huge win uh, right there if they can get this deal done. So I, I think it's interesting that this is no longer being offered. To be fair, if you play enough Game Pass, you can kind of get, I mean, now, not everywhere, right? But at least in the United States and a few other regions, you can play enough Game Pass to where you can kind of like buy yourself a month you know pay for its own monthly subscription by just using game pass right um i don't know if sony will ever adopt that kind of thing for a playstation plus they have that PlayStation stars thing right now which is cool i guess um 
it only really ever does anything for me when I when I buy a game. Uh, so I haven't really seen it move that much when I played something, but I've I've seen it move when I bought a game. At least there's that. And um, I forgot actually until like I think it was was it uh one of dead where I finally the thing prompted me like oh do you want to become part of PlayStation Stars and I was like oh I thought it automatically puts you into this and it doesn't <laughs> so I signed up and everything I was like oh damn I probably could have had way more points but but yeah. oh well whatever um yeah I I, th- I was like yo the people that were using this for bad. Now you got to go buy Game Pass. Now you got to decide if you want to. I guess we'll find out how many subscribers they actually keep when people can't do the same. Right. Right. Uh, it's like the whole WWE Network thing that used to happen where everybody was. Uh, they kept on jumping on top of the, oh, you'll get it free, get it free. And then when they stopped it, finally, it was like, oh, we got a, we lost a bunch of subscribers all of a sudden. So uh, yeah. same thing's going to happen to Peacock. And I think it's June. I have to start deciding whether I want to pay for it or not because I get it with Xfinity right now. Probably uh, not. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. I'm like no. I mean, I, I have the the soccer that kind of keeps me on the well. Do I buy this or not? Kind of thing. But yeah, it kind of sucks that like Xfinity is getting a little greedy and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna stop doing the Amazon thing." Where if you, yo, well, a lot of people pay exorbitant prices for. Still having cable. I don't have cable. I have like the limited basic channels and and really yeah, fast I, internet. Like right, me too. Which I mean, I could, I could honestly, I should just get rid of the cable TV and go with like faster internet. But my internet's yeah. fast enough. Like I don't really care. You know, like it's it's still the whole point of like, man, a lot of people are paying some hefty price for having you, especially because a lot of places you don't even have the option, and then you're gonna make us have to pay for peacock on top of that it'd be like if amazon was like oh yeah you know what we we added so much stuff to prime video this is a separate thing you have to pay for aside from getting prime now so right yeah this doesn't whatever whatever but um you know what it's not all bad uh for sony um it looks like the actor that's gonna play the voice of venom in spider-man 2 tony todd may have revealed that Spider-Man 2 is going to come out a lot sooner than people think. I was not thinking September uh, for Spider-Man 2. What what a way to like uh, slap back at Microsoft that this thing comes out anywhere near Starfield and it absolutely zaps all of the Starfield buzz away. Yeah. You think it would though since it's like a sequel to a game we already know? Or... No, because I mean, Spider-Man did really well. Like it's not like an, it's a pretty known quantity, but people really want right. more Spider-Man. So, and you also have to imagine that I think uh, that Into the Spider-Verse movie comes out this year, right? Uh so that'll that'll have some buzz along with it, <laughs> or you know, that'll uh, yeah, it's coming out in like June. So you know, Spider-Man hype will be big, better than normal. <laughs> yeah, uh, you definitely it, get. The people that check out that uh, movie and go, oh yeah, I I think I want to buy this. You know, the the funny thing is, and it made me think of this is, I mean, this was a few months ago, but voice actors were complaining about like they don't know projects, or I mean, when they do a voice for something, they they barely know what it is, or maybe even not, and they're complaining that a lot of stuff is like in secrecy, 
And it's like, yes, Tony Todd just proved why. But also, I mean, but he's also not used to that, right? Because you got to think about like, no, he he does a fair amount of voice work for that. You know, that dude gets around. Like, I know, but I'm saying like a lot of other things in other media, that stuff's known already, right? Right. But well, my point is like, I mean, it proves why voice actors may not be told like what the project is or anything, but also that's still dumb. It's not like movies or some unknown or hidden quant, you know, quantity or you know stuff like that. I mean, really, right? I mean, yeah. I I think like that's the thing is we already knew Spider Man Two was coming, but we kind of figured, oh, if it comes this year, it'll be like that's their fall game, right? That's the game that they're hit for right. November. Or, uh, not that they were gonna have it come out in like probably like mid September or something. So I wonder if they have anything else. Um, are they really hoping that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out in December, I so. late? I mean, it, late I guess it November? depends on. Uh, I mean, they they probably get like daily reports from Square going, like, "Hey, you know, we're at seventy eight percent done, or you know, we're on track to hit October tenth or whatever." You know. Yeah, I. It would be interesting if that's what they're like working because I can't think of. I mean, Sp- Spider Man Two is really the only game that we kind of know about right now like from uh sony that we know for sure is is coming like everything else i mean this year anyway like that's why there's a lot of rumors going around that uh may is going to be when they're doing the 2023 playstation showcase and we're going to find out a lot more about what's coming out for this year which they kind of need to do Uh, they had all their heavy hitters come out you know last year a year before that so yeah. Uh, this would be the time to really kind of set the scene and go, okay, what's next? What's coming that's going to be like true PS5 worthy now? Uh, we've gotten a lot of other things, so Sony time to really tell you. And then it's good if they do it in May, you get your kind of your own time where everybody gets to kind of live in the time of, of Sony and kind of take a little bit of the spotlight away from what we know is going to be people are going to know May for, which is the Tears of the Kingdom month. So yeah. we'll we'll definitely see that both of those Japanese companies kind of going back to that are in that state of okay, what's coming? What's coming after this? You know, so uh whereas Microsoft is more about like, yo, are you ever finally gonna get something that uh gets people talking aside from what Hi-Fi Rush did for a little bit, you know? So yeah, that's that's gonna be an interesting thing, but good for Sony that they do have uh, some some good news after all this stuff that they've been fighting to uh, fight against with Microsoft when it comes to this stuff. Well, yeah, let's go back a little bit here. So you were you said you're done with uh, the review for WWE 2K23. Have you played anything or more of something or anything that you didn't play last week that you? Yeah, I, I tried to play more of the story modes for the girl and the guy. There isn't a tag mode like there isn't. I don't know, you said that last week, and I was like, there's no one? But no, there's not. Okay. Uh, I played one of those War Games matches, which is really dumb. I think I said in my review, like, there are so many dumb WCW gimmick matches, and this is what you picked? Like, what ha- why, why couldn't you do the Monster Truck one? <laughs> or what can you do, like, Junkyard Assault? Or, you well, know, the, re- the reason why they did the War Games is because they've actually had this on... Right, either NXT or WWE yeah. special events or whatever. So. Uh, but like my, it, it just was like, 
I don't say busted. Like my character got stuck between the ropes or between the rings. Yeah. It's like, am I not? Can I not go in the other ring? And then eventually, kind of got unstuck, and it was. Uh, I did a little more. Uh, actually, I got into the GM mode. Like I didn't. I don't think I even touched it last time. It's interesting. Like it's kind of it's kind of fun. But see, but, yeah. Huh? My, see, my I, was, prob- I was telling you that that that's, you know, that part's fun. Well, the problem is, uh, I don't know how to have good matches in that game because you know. The story mode and the John Cena mode, like they just basically tell you, like, oh, do an Irish whip and then do this attack or whatever. Right. The GM mode, they want you to have like there's like a ranking system, like up to five stars. And it's like I do a match and I get like one and a half stars or maybe two. And it's like the game's not giving me direction on how to have like a good match or what I should be doing. So that right. sucks. The GM mode is fine. Or yeah, like I said, it was interesting, but it's pretty menu heavy. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, GM mode is, is really for the, like, super stats super, person. Well, um, also, like, they have, yeah. they have, like, locked a ton of shit. And it's like, oh, to even unlock advertising, you have to wait till like, week 15. Yeah, I but, mean, like, they, they want to give you reasons to the game. Right. Which is not- uh, but, like, to unlock, like, the like the last advertising option, it's like, oh, you do that in season four or week 20. And I, yo, that would be a lot of time playing this thing. <laughs> To be fair, you could technically simulate. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it, yeah. I did try some of that, but even like, even when I match up wrestlers and like that are opposing classes, essentially, like a bruiser versus a uh, a technical, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, if it have a good rivalry going, and it'd be in like a like a specialized match to to hopefully increase like fan interest, you know, maybe three stars, and I'm, I'm just like I. I don't know what to do here. Or I'm like, this is just really confusing me or really annoying me. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's well, like you said, the, you know, last week they have a really like pushy system when it comes to, Oh, do this, do this. So you can get stars. Or just, no, see like, was, yeah. yeah. See in the story mode, like the John Cena mode, it's, they're, they're not stars at all, but in this, they want you to like actually have like a close battle. And then it's like, this is dumb. Why wouldn't I just yeah. kick this guy's ass and move on with my life? You know? Yeah, they want you to have these like, oh my god, he kicked out of like three finishers, and oh, yeah, like oh, or like to not to not do repetitive moves, and it's like, yo, right. there aren't that many yeah. like these characters don't have that many moves attached to them, so unless you yeah, like, you, you know, have to do stuff that like you don't normally do, like right, oh, do corner moves and do like a fly out of the ring moves, and yeah, you know, and I never that. even figured out how to even even like fly out of the ring correctly, so I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't do this. I did have one, this was during the story mode, and I was playing as the female wrestler, one hilarious AI breaking where I was in a match with Tamina, which, of course, the AI would break with Tamina, and she <laughs> uh, whipped me yeah. into the ropes, and I was, like, I was, like, dazed against them, and this was a match where the game, like, the rule was you, you wouldn't, you weren't allowed to leave, leave the ring, like, you just could not leave the ring at all. Oh, okay. So, she had me dazed against the ropes. And then she ran at me and clotheslined me out of the ring. So I was outside the ring. And then she got stuck because all she could do was run <laughs> up against the ropes. She couldn't leave. But I, wow. I, I could just wander around. And there was no uh, count out because they never anticipated you leaving the ring. So it was yeah. really hilarious because she was like running, running the ropes like a chicken with its head cut off. But yeah, the story mode also is really funny just because... 
Uh, the men's one is kind of boring. Uh, I mean, it's okay. But, like, the women's one is, wouldn't you know it, every female wrestler is, like, a conniving bitch. Like, every single one opt for themselves. They're all, like, two-faced. Uh, That's what and, eventually happens. With, yeah. Like, yeah. But, and then, like, the funniest thing to me, and I liked her kind of as a, as a wrestler, but the entire mode is built around Molly Holly. I mean, who actually is now a backstage producer. Yeah. But like, come on, you couldn't get someone with like a little more charisma or like, I mean, even having like mighty Molly would have been, would have been better than just Molly, you know, Holly. Like, yeah. Uh, but it, it's a good game. And you know, that AEW one ain't coming out seemingly for a while longer. So yeah. You know, still in that battle of what rating we wanted to have. No, I think they actually did get a rating finally, and I think Tony Khan did say it was like done. So now they probably just have to advertise it and yeah, and get, get it a release date where it's not like gonna get demolished by other games, right? Uh, so yeah, this game is solid, but I still think it's the controls are like just too still too complicated, yeah. and they don't explain the certain aspects in the game like well. You can get yeah. stuck, really stuck, if like you have no stamp or you have like none of your special meter bar, and like even the prompts to like reversal aren't even showing up. So you know, just get, sitting there for five minutes getting your ass kicked by someone, like you have like no recourse to like fight out or anything. Yeah. So yeah, it's like this is not fun. And uh, I did not show anything from this game because last week. Uh, yeah, we got a we got a copyright block from WWE, even though they put this trailer out for people to consume. Oh, I think yeah, it, it's like I think it was last. It wasn't. I think it was last week. I think with Jeff Grossman was streaming the game, and he got hit with like fifteen different copyright strikes. And he's like, "You gave me the fucking code, and it's your game, you idiots!" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. Like. Yo, I don't care if you tell me that I can't make money off of this, but you blocked the video completely because it shows like five seconds of an actual WWE match that you put in this trailer. Yeah. Not me. I didn't I didn't edit and put it in there. You put it in next to a bunch of actual video game footage. Like, yo, I mean, come on, man. It's, I mean, they should just do what Atlas does and like when you start the game to say no streaming at all. You know, like here you go. Exactly. It's like or, or, I mean, you know, do that thing where uh, you block it on the PlayStation where you can't. Yeah. And if you're using another kind of stream, at least it shows up there to tell you, hey, if you stream this, you might get it blocked by, you know, the actual copyright holder. Dumb. Yeah. It took me like two hours because I had to wait for it to render and everything to get this out than just have the live video. So uh, yeah, apologies you know, to everybody. <laughs> I, the funny, I, I mean, I did read the... Uh review guide a little just because I wanted to see like I call the wrestlers wrestlers occasionally or I yeah. just alternate between them superstars and you know they didn't care about that. I mean they it's made not a big deal. They're still wrestling well, except except of Vince and it's like it's yeah. called the world of yeah. wrestling entertainment, not world yeah. superstar entertainment. Yeah. Old F. But uh they they made a point in the in the review guide like oh John Cena curated the soundtrack and it's like yo John Cena has bad music taste then because holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just put a put a rapping album as a whole game soundtrack. I think that would have been better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. His rap album was actually pretty decent. 
Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed the game and yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't like that. I mean, the way they monetize it with the card packs and shit, I don't like it all. So I, uh, I mean, I that's like, too it has though. it. And then I basically was like, all right, now onto the actual important stuff. Yeah. Like it doesn't, um, it doesn't make sense. Right. Oh, yeah. Or like you have, you have like a daily login bonus and I'm like, this isn't camp, like, or, you know, jetpack joyride. Like I'm not going to log into this game every day to, to play it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so you, want to talk, you want to talk about your game before I get into mine? Uh, no, you can go ahead because I, I didn't really. I mean, I talked about it quite a bit last week. I mean, there's some things that have changed, but yeah, I mean, my, we got the code for Resident Evil pretty late or not pretty late, but I had shit to do today, so I didn't play a ton of it. Yo, it's more Resident Evil, like it very much is like feels like a Resident Evil 2, like that game, or you know, like the recent game. They removed the laser sight, which kind of annoys me, just because I thought it was really fun in the last game. But they made melee or like the knife a lot more viable, and like you can like sneak around now, which is kind of cool. Like I only played up to like the first mission or the first village and completed that, and then there's a save save room or save typewriter in the next area, and I saved and quit. Seems good. Yeah, there's uh, so you probably probably played like well, you got past the the part in the demo right where he yeah. They eventually just chainsaw guy showed up, up and I killed him. Or yeah, okay. he kind of glitched out actually, but I, I I still won. Oh nice! I threw a grenade at him and then he kind of he fell to the ground and then he kind of stood back up and I was gonna get ready to pump some more shots into him and then the bell rang and then everyone just kind of like walked away. Right? Yeah, everybody just starts right. walking away. Yeah, I think you're supposed to just like survive for like three minutes. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, like three or four minutes. But yeah, I. Uh... I love the fact that people – did you see – I, I have to think that this is a joke. Like, I can't imagine there's, like, ter- these incels that actually exist that were apparently upset that they took out all of the shots of Ashley or whatever. Yeah, all the pain that. shots or all like, yeah. the brief scenes. I can firmly believe that uh, because guys are gross. And yeah, or, well, some, some weirdos right. are gross. Like um, – like I, I, it's it's cool that they actually like made Ashley more of a character apparently in this game. Like it's not just oh get in the freaking trash can. Yeah. You well, know? it's nice that like so. she can't die. She can just kind of be yeah. disabled. She so. doesn't have a health bar. Yeah, that that helps uh, quite a in bit. This game. I, th- I mean, I'm sure there's there's like the one or two areas where she can still get taken. But right. That's I I did look at the trophies because I was just like I was debating on what whether to play this game on like easy or normal. Yeah. And, the trophies are like super screwed up in this game. We have to play the game like four or five times, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just. Gonna I mean, play isn't that most Resident Evil games you have to play it at least two or three times? <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's not required, and it's usually just to unlock like cooler weapons. This yeah. is like, oh, play the game. Like one of them is like play the game with only the knife and the pistol, and you can't talk to the shopkeeper. Like, oh, damn, okay. Or one is like, uh, you can't use healing items. It's like no, I no no <laughs> like so I will play through that game probably twice the first time to actually play through it, and the second time to like unlock the um, the Magnum with infinite ammo or whatever dumb what the Chicago typewriter or whatever yeah stupid thing I can get and then that'll be it. <laughs> what do you think about? I mean, I don't know how. Do you have like a lot of feelings from the like the original? Like, yeah, I mean, you know. I played that game quite a bit. Uh, 
I know some people are annoyed by this change. I'm really glad they took out the stupid QTE sequences. Yeah. Like, uh, I, so is I, it more of like you just fight them normal without the keys? Well, when I, I did when you shoot an enemy a few times, or you know, it depends on where you shoot him. Like they do get kind of dazed, and you can run up to them and do like your melee kick, which yeah. is still pretty much much the same. But I mean, like the stupid like uh, boulder running sequence is like gone, which is like good because I always died to that in that game. Like I don't know if I think you're like meant to die the first time because I never completed it correctly the first time. And yeah. the second time, I, I could always do it. <laughs> but I've heard, yeah. like, uh, they have some of them have like second lives, even where the little tentacles will get them and then they oh, wake that, up again. Or... That was in the that was yeah. in uh, the, the original game, also. Like, you could like yeah. do, a, do a few headshots and then all of a sudden their head would explode and then like the tentacle would come out. And even later on, like, that would eventually evolve into like this like winged bat creature. Yeah. Like this bigger thing coming out of their heads. Uh, so I'm sure I'll be doing that. The only the big change I noticed in, is, is in this game, I think like with Resident Evil two and three, is they add like a crafting system where you can just like get material, like get ingredients, and like oh you need more ammo, like okay go make it. <laughs> oh okay, I didn't know that that wasn't in the original games. No, the not at okay, all. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So they didn't. Ha- you just had to find everything. There was no crafting. Well, find it or buy it, but yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I did also see that there were people that were upset that this uh, DLC. Well, it's not a little DLC. It was like an addition to later versions of Resident Evil Four, the separate uh, separate ways. Yeah, uh, and people were mad that it apparently isn't in this game. Uh, so apparently, according to data miners, it might actually just show up as DLC for this sure. game. I mean, here's the thing: it's not super critical. Like, unless you like really like yeah. Ada Wong. The only people that do are like this, like you said, the creepy incels. Like she's an okay yeah. character, but she's not like super important, really. Yeah, uh, they'll probably charge like a modest fee for it. And I would rather the game come come out, like the main game come out now, or come out when the main game is done, than waiting three or four months for the DLC to drop and then have it be one big. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's another thing that you like already know or have already played. But the fact yeah. that they're going to add to it and they're going to make it bigger, like they did with this game, where uh, Resident Evil Four, uh, by and large, you know, they they may move things around in the game, so it doesn't happen exactly like the original. And then, uh, did you feel like there was more enemies? That's something that I've heard a lot of people saying. It feels like they they added more enemies. Uh, I mean, what maybe one or two so far. I mean, I guess I only had like the one instance, but oh no, I meant I, like more enemies like come out. Like it, oh, you know, uh, in general. not really. Or like I said, like yeah. maybe just like one or two, but it wasn't like yeah. you know, it wasn't like a Days Gone, or it wasn't like oh, okay, yeah, what, like the Horde, or you know, right. Yeah. I was just okay. like, yeah, this this seems normal, or I you know, seems perfectly. I mean, in line with like my memory of Res- original Resident Evil Four. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I mean, that's but, good that you've enjoyed what you played. Uh, so yeah, far. I mean, and, after this, I'll probably uh, delete Diablo Four. Uh, that's a big ass beta, and right, yeah, freaking eighty gigs, right. I actually had, yeah, I had the freaking beta downloaded. It was like, oh, I'm going to play this, I think, and then nope, that didn't happen. But it's there. I, I definitely was like, um, okay, then, uh, this is no joke. Yeah, freaking yeah. So that's that's good that you enjoyed it, and you'll now you can 
Go and play that. Yeah, like next next week I'll have a much more of an update. Not maybe maybe even beaten it by then. So we'll see. Speaking of beating, uh, it was funny you were telling me. You know when we did the we talked a lot about theater rhythm. You're you know saying that there was those things that uh, those quests that felt like damn this is ridiculous. How do you expect me to beat that? Randy was like, oh yeah, I platinumed that game already. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like, oh, what's the only game I've been playing for? Like I don't know. A month or whatever. I was like, yeah, if that's the only game you've been playing, I can totally believe that you did that. <laughs> so plus, like, if you have like if you have a the like a team with like the highest level, and then I was like, of course, you can just steamroll any stage. Or well, it's you not just to. that. Like, I think there's certain. Uh, so you actually have to use a guide for some, uh, like yeah. the ones you were talking about, where um, oh, I need to beat the boss in 20 seconds. Right. Like, or like told me yeah. the certain way I had to get. Uh, certain characters and they had to have these certain attacks and I was like I don't really want to do that in this game yeah <laughs> like so just a of cloud of four octa slash or four omni slashes and be like all right I'm done yeah exactly like oh here's you know use both the clouds and both separos or just yeah go for it um yeah I just thought that was it. he was like yeah I played that game I was like all right cool man I'm glad you uh enjoyed it I, I'm still kind of playing that here and there you know i saw your review is up there on on yeah. one interesting that uh our boy uh stewart also has a ww2k review that's already up there <laughs> so uh they're gonna be happy they're gonna get two ww2k right. reviews so there you go um yeah that being said i've i only really played out about traveler 2 some more because like i said i wasn't feeling good on uh sunday and I wanted a game that like was comfort food, and I said, you know, hey, why not more Octopath Traveler two? I still haven't gotten. I got all of the characters now, so you know, I you realize like many of the 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 characters are they use similar, I guess, weapons and things like that, but all their stories are different. Uh so like Agnia the dancer also uses a dagger that Throne the thief uses. Uh, they have similar, uh, all of the path actions are similar, but really it feels like it's meant for, I could play one continent by itself, all the characters, and then I could go to the other continent and play all those characters by themselves. And then you could bring them together if you want. But I've gotten to see some of the stuff that they added to where the characters like, you know, talk to each other and things like that. So when you complete certain story beats or certain chapters you'll have like uh without the i guess the cool effects the tales of kind of uh by the fire banter yeah the campfire the yeah, yeah with certain characters skits or whatever exactly yeah. like little skits and they'll they'll ask them questions about oh how do you feel about this or how do you feel about your thing that you just went through or whatever and it's like oh that is just really neat to see, quite honestly. Like, it's so different than the last game where you didn't get any of that. And it made me like the characters more, you know? And then I found out that when I completed both Throne and Temnos, the, the cleric, uh, chapter twos, oh, there's a cross paths one where they actually, they're in the story together. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I don't need this to be the whole game, but you give me that with some of the characters like, Oh, that's already great. You know? So like, 
I'm trying to work my way through. Each story is not that long, but when you try to put it all together and, you know, like immediately as soon as you get done with one, it's like, oh, you try to go find their chapter three and you have to be like 15 levels higher already. So it's like, oh, I might as well just kind of slowly go around and get the other characters like chapters done or whatever. But I always feel like there's something for me to do. And I think right. that's that's awesome in a way as well. Like, I don't feel like, oh, man, I got to go fucking grind for five or ten levels to be able to go to the next thing that I'm in. Yeah, if you only want to do chapter one, chapter two, chapter three of a certain character, yeah, you're probably going to have to do that. But I think what the magic of this game is, is you're going to like all the characters. Uh, or like most of them. Like, uh, the merchant character... Particio, I thought he had a really cool story of like his dad and this guy come to this land, they buy it, and then the dad gets freaking uh you know, he didn't read the fine print in the deal and he gets screwed over. And then the the son, you know, he's older now and he's gonna go try to get this back for his dad or whatever, and his dad gets sick and it looks like he's about to die out of out of depression and sadness for what happened, you know. And it it's a cool like now you and then obviously it expands to more. There's little secrets that I don't want to reveal that you find out while you do a story, but like there's bits of that in every single character's uh story, you know, and I I give uh them a lot of credit <clears throat> because they could have just kept doing the same thing, but they really just added more of what you want. They somehow made the gameplay even better. Uh like there, um, there was a boss battle. I thought I was like, "Oh my god, I hope that this is over soon because my characters are gonna die." <laughs> like it's, I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna get to the point where I'm not gonna be able to, because uh, you know, eventually, the whole like first part of the battle is like you gotta, you gotta figure out what they're weak to, and then you kind of gotta keep going after that while you're also breaking them. So right. eventually, the thing is with the boss battles, they actually feel like they learn while you're fighting them so when you think you got it under control oh here comes something else and it got to the point where i was like i made one mistake i think it was and like i didn't uh break him before he did his like super move and his super move was to summon like an even bigger version of these like elemental things and i was like holy crap now they're like just taking out my characters all together instead of one by one where i could like heal them you know before they die and I was like, oh, God, okay, he's going to wipe out my party. And luckily, uh, one of the last attacks I did, just you know, throwing it out there, like, okay, well, I have no idea how much HP he has left. Um, there is, a, I think, the, the guy, the main guy that I have actually does let you, has a special that does do, like, the, the scan ability, basically. Um, and I could have found out, but I... I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just do this ice attack and see what happens. And then, oh, my apothecary kills kills him at the end. I was like, damn, that was close. <laughs> but it was thrilling at the same time. So um, it, it makes that game fun. Like, even though it tells you you need to be this level, yeah, the, the, the small enemies that you fight, like, along the way don't feel like, anything as long as you're like getting the rhythm of the battle or whatever but when you get to those boss battles it really does feel like a uh, big victory when you get to it so yeah i'm 
I'm really digging this game a lot. It's the game that I think about when I'm not playing it. Uh, it's very bad because I also need to be playing other stuff uh, and writing other things. And But I wanted to get all the characters and kind of have that um, knowledge of all of them because I know I'm probably going to have to write the review before I can. I can't play the whole 80 to 100 hours and then write the review because I'm going to be way behind on everything. Right. So I'm probably I'm already like played I think like it's almost 25, so I'm probably gonna get to like chapter three or something like that with everybody, uh, and then probably just write the review because I don't think a lot. I mean, yeah, the story is gonna make a difference obviously because it's a BG, but I'm not gonna talk about the story the whole way through because that's spoiling the story for everybody who wants to play it. So. Yeah, um, yeah I, I didn't talk, talk talk about the uh, big spoiler for the female wrestler story. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Sometimes like I get that whole, Oh man, you really need to finish whatever for you. Like, yeah, that's great. If you're the reviewers that get it like two weeks, three weeks before, that's awesome. When I'm not getting paid and I have another job and I'm playing this in the limited time that I have, I I can't sit there and play the whole idea, but I, I got the gist of the game. Like, the most basic thing that you're going to be doing in this game is not going to change whether I play 20 more hours or five more. That's just how it is. You know, it's not as yeah. basic as like a sports game, but yo, y'all play these before most of the time. Uh, it's way better than the first one. That's what you need to know. Uh, if you go buy it, if you, you like RPGs, cause I don't think you're going to be disappointed here. Um, it does make me interested in like, because I, I always liked games where, okay, you have the party and you do everything. Like this a series that people would tell me is really good, but I played one of them and I was like, why are these people so separated all the time? It doesn't feel like they're all together is uh, the Saga game. And now I'm kind of like, man, maybe I should give those a shot. Because a lot of people that like them are like, oh, if you like Octopath Traveler too, you probably would like these a lot because the stories are kind of similar. Yeah, uh, in that way. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but that's kind of it uh, for me. I probably made a couple more runs on Have a Nice Death, and that's that's about it as far as like me playing games. Uh, but now I think I don't know when I'm. I won a Virus Evil Four, but it's gonna be a while probably for me. Um, and I, in this month, really, that's coming up. Aside from basically this day next month when Star Wars. Jedi Survivor comes out. There's really not anything like big coming, so well, I think I might be able funny, to catch up on everything. It's funny you sent me the RE4 code today because after I was going to delete, delete Diablo 4 and I actually installed Marvel's Avengers. I was going to oh, fire really? that up, and I was like, "Well, I can I can put this on pause for a while." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I've heard Resident Evil 4 is like a bit longer than the other Resident Evil remakes, but like 15 hours or around 12 to 15 is not super long, I guess. Yeah. So I mean that's that's positive, positive, and then when you get done with that, you'll have it open to you there, right? Well, uh, I think that's it for games we've been playing. I know we bounced around a little bit, but I, I wanted to make sure we started with uh, Diablo since it was sort of the big story. Um, there's some other, like I guess you could say, smaller things that have kind of come out from PAX and GDC or whatever, uh, and a lot of them are kind of like follow ups on things we've talked about already one of them being the we talked that there was a big rumor that kind of strike two was being made it's in development and valve actually officially announced it 
and yep. it is coming out this summer. It's going to be a free upgrade to CSGO, uh, allowing players to bring across their inventory from the current game. It's the largest technical leap forward in Counter-Strike's history, ensuring new features and updates for years to come. So that's great for people that already love CSGO. You can play Counter-Strike too. And there's going to be some kind of um, a limited test for select CSGO players. Right. Um, this did make uh, a huge-ass jump in CSGO players, uh, which, you know, you'd be expected if it has something to do with that game. You're going to get people starting to play that again because, hey, get ready for Counter-Strike 2. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are you interested in this at all? Or you just... No, I never played. I played, like, Counter-Strike 1.6, like the D old DE Dust 2 map. That's my yeah. experience. I, I There's think people I have... that still play that thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. not surprised. I think I have Global Offensive and I never played it. I mean, this is cool, but I'd be more interested in like them re reworking or rehabbing Team Fortress Two, like Team Fortress Three. <laughs> well, but you do you think it has to do with um, more about the fact that you have Overwatch out there already? It's like you have what Valorant no, because okay. I think I think because people, I mean, a lot of people don't have forgotten about Team Fortress Two or have never even fucking played it, probably. I think a lot of people would actually appreciate the relative simplicity of Team Fortress 2 over Overwatch or whatever else because you only got nine yeah. character only got nine roles so that's way more approachable than 40 or you know whatever dumb shit there is now. <laughs> well hey, it's coming out for people that are interested in it. Yeah, um, it's nice to see Valve actually making games. Yeah, even... right? Exactly. <laughs> you would uh, think they I would mean, do this more. It, like that and half of Alex aren't like my intro in my wheelhouse, but hey, keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard nothing but great things about Half Life Alex. I don't know if that's ever going to come to PSVR too, but I'm sure it will be a big game uh, for that whenever if if it ever uh, does. Yeah, um, maybe uh, not so big, but it is. Uh, I guess a surprise that was leaked by IGN breaking embargo uh Lego and 2K have combined for a Lego 2K drive which is coming out May 19th a uh, week after Breath of the Wild so who knows if people are still hooked on Breath of the Wild if they're going to even be talking about this game at all but it is coming to pretty much everything um ex you know so it's an open world uh with single player and multiplayer and it lets you build any vehicle you want. Obviously, it's a Lego game, so there's some building aspect in there. Uh, it's actually made by Visual Concepts, which is the people that do WWE 2K and NBA 2K, which it's like, okay, I didn't expect that that's going to be the people working on it. I mean, they probably uh, said we need to make something, we need to make something new. We're going to blow our heads off. So, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it. I've I watched the trailer. It looked really interesting. Uh, I'm not a car person. You kind of like racing games a lot more than I do. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, but I'm not into like the whole Lego aesthetic that much, so that's kind of an issue. But you play those games, like you think it's just going to be another one of those, but it's driving. Or... Yeah, I mean, they didn't. I don't think they showed it in the trailer, but I'm sure there'll be bolts to find or you know all that dumb shit to get. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a short trailer. It looks kind of cool. Um, if you like driving games and you kind of like Lego, it might be something cool to play with like your kids. I mean, it looks uh, better than the uh, Forza Lego thing. I mean, I played that. Yeah, I remember that four. last year. 
which was fine, but it was very, yeah. it's still, I mean, it was basically just playing Lego looking cars in Forza, not doing anything really special or unique. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, one that might be more in your wheelhouse of America, Sonic Origins Plus is coming June 23rd. Uh, so it's going to be have an all in one bundle that includes Sonic Origins, the base game, which, you know, that was um, Sonic 1, collection. 2, 3, and Knuckles and Sonic CD. Uh, except now you can play as Amy, Mark, in all mm. those games. Uh, <laughs> no, you have to have you have to have the 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 female character, Sonic's girlfriend. That's more important than Big the Cat. Big the Cat could be a chick. You don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's 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 Big the Cat's decision. That's, that's, that's part of the fandom wiki. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, this is a rumor. It's been going around for a while. We I think we talked about it. The whole like they would probably add Amy as a playable character. I, I'm totally down with you know if you want to have want to have Amy in there to you know if you if that makes your daughter or uh, want to play or your favorite character is Amy. It's not my, you know, that you yeah. finally get to play as her in all these games. That's cool. Um, all these years later, um, there's also I mean, 12 yeah. Sonic Game Gear games. Right. Uh, Most of those are bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, to be fair, there was a lot more Sonic Game Gear games because why they had to try to sell you the Game Gear. So. Yeah. Um, and you can play as Knuckles and Sonic CD That's for the good. first time ever. That's yeah. cool. And there's also like a bunch of add-on content. Yeah, like uh, and if fine. you already bought the original game, it's you can pay ten bucks for, it or you can just buy the whole thing for forty bucks. But it's still yeah. pretty good price. Uh, I mean, are you interested in? I don't have the or? base game. I mean, if we somehow get it for review, I'd probably I'd probably be the one to play it. But yeah, you know, a lot of the Game Gear games are kind of crap, except for like Sonic Two and Sonic Triple Trouble. <laughs> like I need to play the Tails Racing game or. You know the the Game yeah. Gear version of Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> uh, it's a cool like novelty thing to be right. like, oh hey, we have all these games at one. Yeah, but know. sure, why not? I mean, mo- yeah, more companies should have like the collections of their games. I agree, even if they're bad. Like, hey, give people the option to play that if they want. Uh, you know, like uh, like the Cowboy Collection. You you can say whatever you want about most of those games are the same, or they're probably actually not that good, but they're all there, right? So you can decide what you want to play and you don't. But hey, it's cool. It's there. Right. Um, Aliens Dark Descent got announced. Uh, that's coming June 20th to everything except for Switch. Uh, it's made by the same people that made Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2. That's a mouthful of... I want to know how many people actually played that game. It's a strategic real-time squad-based tactical action game based on... The Aliens franchise. I think we saw a little bit of this before. Uh, I think what at the Game Awards or or um, the last year at <laughs> Summer Game Fest or something. It's actually uh, kind of news to me. I mean, I watched a trailer yeah. like two or three days ago, and I'm just like, yeah. A, this looks like XCOM, but mm-hmm. B, yeah, that looks fine, or that seems what people like people want. So, well, I mean, it feels like that's that's exactly. Well, I, I swear, I remember we. We talked about this, but yeah, they did. They just showed a really small clip of it. It wasn't something that was uh, really yeah. long. And this, I think, this, this I think that was the thing you minutes. said was like, "Oh, this is like Aliens XCOM or whatever." Yeah, I mean, I think I saw like, the two or three minute long trailer, and I'm like, "Yep, this still looks cool." <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of cool, probably the most cool thing that was announced this week, probably a little bit unexpected as well, is 
there's going to be a TMNT game based on the last Ronin, which is, of course, that small miniseries I released a couple of years ago based on only one of the turtles uh, because the other ones are dead. Uh, and this is a really cool actual comic series. I would say go Did you read check it, it out. Or... Yes. I, okay. Yeah. So did I. So yeah, it's, I, that's actually like, this is one of those things I was like, yo, somebody's making a game about this. That's one See, thing. When I read this series, I was like, you know what? This would be a really cool game. <laughs> See, I, I'm of two minds. Like, I think it could be a cool game. My problem is when they say it's supposed to be like God of War, and it's yeah. like, yo, that game was expensive and like super high budget. We don't know and... who's behind this game either, right? Right. Whoever it is, unless unless it goes to like Sony exclusive or something, I really don't. I mean, Xbox could could have a studio. I mean, like Obsidian maybe doing this or something. I don't know. But like, no. uh, I mean, could, could they have gotten like Team Ninja to get on this? I don't know either. Like, I just right. Team Ninja also has a certain amount of budget yeah. that happens with their games. So I don't know. I I don't I like I hate the God of War comparison because it's like, man, you're gonna you're giving this game lofty expectations before right. Even. That's my that, that's the thing. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, also, I mean, I'm not sure how. Don't get me wrong. The last run is a, a good story, but I don't know how financially viable it is. If you, t- you know, if you just pulled a turtles fan off the street and said, "Like, hey, this game, there's no other turtles, and you're playing like uh, a turtle," I don't say who, but you're playing a turtle who, uh, you know, is super dark and grim, and you're in a futuristic New York City, and it's all fucked up. They'd be like, "What? Like, where's pizza time? Or you know, where's <laughs> where's the theme song?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's true, especially when you just had what what everybody wanted, right? Which was a grander, better version of like a Turtles in Time that came out last year. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, this is like two or three years away. We're probably not going to get another Turtles game. At least, yeah. (laughs) um, In that time. So maybe by the time it does come out, we'll have been far enough away from like that Turtles game that we all wanted. Right. So where we're willing to accept what this is. I mean, they're Um, making a new Turtles movie this year. So Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm not saying that maybe there's not another Turtles type game in development. Right. uh, But it's good to have your franchise have different things. Sure. Yeah. Being made for it. Just Um, like, you know, just like Aliens, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, a lot of people like that fire team or whatever. Yeah, but like every one of those games that was popular for a week and then went away. (laughs) Well, Yeah. Um, but it had its audience. I mean, it wasn't bad. Uh, right. It wasn't so, Colonial Marines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it didn't just absolutely bomb to the point where, like, you're talking about it in a really, really bad way. So, yeah, that's positive, too. <laughs> um, sadly, we do have to talk about something that I don't know if it's going to be good or not. But the fact that it involves the blockchain, I don't know. Um so Eve Online CP Games has raised forty million dollars from external partners to fund the development of a new game utilizing the blockchain. Uh, they're going to make a AAA game set in the same universe as the sci-fi space-faring MMO of Eve, Online, which amazingly celebrates its twentieth anniversary in May. Yeah, I just it. I mean, this is already kind of coming gone. So this seems like a very uh, 
there are still blockchain games coming out. You yeah, just don't but... hear about them because we this is like it's like those free to play mobile games that explode every now and then. Right. It's like you'll get the one like Genshin Impact that got so big it now has a spin-off game. But most of them or like the Fire Emblem because it's Fire Emblem and it's Nintendo, but like most of them don't really go that far unless you're just a mobile game player or you're a fan of that anime or whatever that it's based on. Yeah. This is another one of those things like maybe this is the one that enough people get into and they do take key game systems from the actual like EVE Online and put it onto the chain and have it work or whatever. I don't know. It's just this is a thing that like Unlike the gotcha games where there's enough gameplay there with your favorite um is a train whatever goes through. yeah, as the train goes through. Uh the franchise of your choice that okay, kind of keeps you going. Like, I don't know, maybe if Square ever comes out with a hope to God not, but uh a Final Fantasy blockchain game or something, or I don't know, uh It'll, it'll just be theater rhythm, but you know every every character you buy will be an NFT. Yeah, it's like I don't know what they would have to do to get this to become mainstream, but I, I think this is not gonna do a whole lot for it. But yeah, it just it's a way, another way for game companies to make money, and if they can get enough people in it to where they'll give them money for it, then whatever. I don't think this is gonna be this next place to go in gaming. Um, it does seem like that was a big topic on, of GDC besides something else we're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, maybe this is what they're going to try to make the next big thing in this year coming up, but we'll see because NFTs was the big thing last year. And then like nobody's right. Unless, unless, unless you're square. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, speaking of things that uh, hopefully, you know, don't know how much this is really going to help in the grand scheme of things, but it does help him as far as uh, personally, Chris Avalon, who obviously is a, you know, very well known video game writer, uh, was sort of like canceled yeah. because of a lawsuit uh, brought on by two women who accused him of sexual misconduct. Uh, and then, you know, they tried to settle and everything else. Um, and then of course also said, oh yeah, he got a bunch of money too, and everything else. Right. Uh, he was working on, he was working with Respawn, I think at the time. And yeah. then they dropped him basically because of this, which, you know, understandable. And he was also writing the, uh, Dying Light 2 as well. And I think they, Techland even had to come out and make a point about, oh, we tried to cut out a lot of his stuff, but unfortunately we couldn't cut out everything because he's such a prominent uh, writer of this game that we, we couldn't just be like, oh, hey, none of his stuff's in the game, but we tried the best. Like to the point where it's like you hired this guy and then you had to remove a lot of the crap that he wrote because of how much of a stain you thought this was going to put on your game. Um, You know, I mean, some of the attacks on Twitter were absolutely like, talk about putting this guy in a corner and saying everything you possibly could to damage him. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm generally for calling out like sexual 
uh, harassers or you know right, stuff exactly. like that. I... But like, if you have no evidence and there's no, uh, like nothing is brought to trial or you know anything like that, that might be an issue. Yeah, we're seeing this with a with a big actor right now. Uh, we'll see if things come to light that either vindicate him or further push him into uh, this sort of thing, like Chris Avalon and other actors we see, like Louis C.K. and others that we've seen it's, suffer from this. Yeah. A good example also is uh, Noel Clark. Do you remember him from Doctor Who? Who who did he play again? He was Mickey, the boyfriend of Rose. Oh, oh yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Or John Barrowman. I was wondering why he Who. never like got brought back for anything. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he got he got accused in like late 2021. Uh, yeah, but again, nothing. At least according to my knowledge, according, according to what he said, like nothing has come of it, or there's no right. crimes or nothing like that. So, yeah, this yeah. guy just kind of had his career ruined. <laughs> it it just sucks because it's like when you make these allegations about somebody. And there's any little bit of truth or a little bit of something tangible that people can grab onto, it can absolutely destroy someone. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter if a year later you come out and take legal action, unless you're like Johnny Depp, where, and even then, like, it's not like that dude all of a sudden went right back to freaking being Jack Sparrow and, and like, one of the highest paid dudes in Hollywood ever. There's people that are, there's a lot of people that are still very skeptical about, because it's not like it totally just nullified everything he did. It was more about like, yo, he wasn't the worst person in this relationship. It was actually her, but it's not like he didn't do anything bad either. You know? So um, that's the thing. It's just a lot of people, this can absolutely ruin you. And I don't know if this means people are willing to accept Chris Avalon again as being a writer, be able to say he's a writer for your game, but at least personally, he can feel vindicated. And that makes a lot well, of, the, the, yeah. the thing about him is, I mean, he, he got a, he didn't say the exact amount, but he said he got a, uh, like seven you know, figure. Yeah. Seven figure sum. Yeah. And it's like, do these two women have that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, where is that going to come from? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like these people that get awarded this like um big money or whatever, right? And uh yo, you're probably not gonna see any of that. You know? Yeah, it's like the um that one against Hulk Hogan or whatever. It's like, yeah, he doesn't have that kind of money anymore. Right. <laughs> like it's like you're not you're not gonna get that. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. You can say you won this big payment, but you're not getting even half of that. But all right, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it just again that's that stuff sucks to see. Uh but again, I want to point it out, like you said, when it is actually true, yeah, like and Weinstein it happened, like, like the asshole at GDC that decided that he wanted to spike some women's drinks, and another asshole that decided that he wanted to take women up to his room to try to get them positions yeah. on his uh, team or whatever. Like, yo, it sucks because it's like every time you see like, oh, all these women in games now and all this stuff. And like other, that whole thing that goes around with like, oh, this is what game dev looks like. And then you have stories that come out of a game developers conference that everybody is there to talk about their game and what makes their game special, what they did to make it look like that or, or 
you know, all that kind of great things about gaming. It's like the one time a year that gaming says, hey, we can reveal our secret. And then you have crap like that, you know, that comes out of it like that. And it's like, yeah. And every time you take a step forward, you take three steps backwards. Um, and I hate seeing that. Like People need to yep. get over it that you have women in games and they don't need to be there for you to hit on them and be weird. And like, there was this one lady that was like, they were talking about, oh, you do the, you do this and this in games, right? But you don't really play the games. You just, you're just working here. Uh, so are you single? And it's like, yikes, man. <laughs> Like, yeah. damn, you know, like instead of asking her about what actually she does and like all that and, and actually being like you care about the job she's doing, you just use it as a way to get a pickup line. All right, whatever. I, I don't know who that works with, but that's just weird. Um, anyway, uh, moving on from that uh, whole mess, um, you do have something interesting with. You know, we we've thought I think we talked about Silent Hill 2 a few times with this reboot and Bloober team working on it. And a lot of people are skeptical because it's like, well, the last thing we know that they worked on is the medium that wasn't, you know, their game, right? That wasn't uh like layers of fear that they know yeah. really well. This is a big like name project. And then it's interesting that Sam Barlow comes out, who like now everybody knows him for three great games that he told his own story, you know, uh, telling lies and mortality, her story. He actually wrote and designed Silent Hill Origins on PS2 and then Silent Hill Shattered Memories on Wii and PS2, which that's the bad one, right? Shattered Memories. He he got asked about what he thought about Bloober Team working on it. And he's like, yo, I don't know that I would want to be working on this. <laughs> like, right. um, I think this is a big hurdle for them, basically. I don't know how you can work on this and not upset people. I mean, to be fair, anytime you say you're working on a remake or remake, you're immediately going to upset someone because they're going to be like, it's never going to be as good as the original or whatever. You still have that with uh, Resident Evil 4. But man, you know, he called it a poison chalice. Uh, the biggest poison chalice. Do you think he's right? Like, this is too much kind, for a blooper team or kind of like even, even if like Konami was making the game themselves, you know, you'd still have people on both sides of the aisle bitching about it, about yeah, even perceived changes. And it's like, of course, of course going to make changes because, you know, Resident Evil four, they could have just remade that game again, you know, right. They, they could have just updated the graphics and said, hey, right. here. but they modernized it, not fully, but they modernized it to be different and to be more in line with how gameplay is today. And yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, if we go from modernizing games to taking games off, uh, one company is actually just completely removing a game games and EA. They are uh, delisting uh, some games, which is kind of understandable in a way because they have online components or whatever. And then you have the weird story that they had to correct, which was at one point they were actually going to remove the first Mirror's Edge. Yeah. Uh, which I know it has like leaderboard servers or whatever, but like that game is single player. Well, it's like leaderboards like, and ghosts, but yeah. I mean, the same thing with the other one too. But like, I mean, still like that game is, is mostly known for the cool single player part. Um, right. I mean, Battlefield 1943 <laughs> and Bad Company 1 and 2 uh well at least bad company Battlefield 1943 is an online only game 
Right. Uh, so that one, I guess, kind of makes sense if you have like no one playing it or not enough people playing it or whatever the the term would be. It still sucks for you know video game preservation. We talked about this last week as far as you know the whole it, it's already done. The Wii U and and 3DS shops are are done. Yeah. Uh, you can't buy any games on them now. They're just that whatever you have on your 3DS or Wii U right now, that's it. Uh, yep. You have to buy everything physical or. Uh, you know, like you said, crack it open and start downloading stuff. Um, what, like, for me, every time I hear this story and then I hear somebody backtrack, it means, yeah, stop being sneaky. You actually were trying to sneak, taking Mirror's Edge off and hoping nobody noticed. And then when well, you got blowback, you're like, ah, okay, and they were not. Right. Like, the, the 2002 e-machine running the mirror's edge server you know i guess you can keep it on for a few more months <laughs> yeah i mean but okay i don't understand like why can't you just take the leaderboards and the ghosts out and then just leave the single player game as is and tell people okay uh you know make the price whatever it is and be like okay you're buying the single player version of the game only that's what physical gaming is all about <laughs> I understand that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, your digital game should also be able to be there if there's, if you're taking out the online component of it. Like, what? I mean, presumably there's some, maybe some way, some uh, standard for like the 360 store. They can't alter this, you know, the, the rank or the rating of it, like, but the online part or something yeah. screwball like that. So they, they'd have to like resubmit it to, to Microsoft or, do something dumb and that's like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do all that. Uh, it's an old game. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure when news of this, when news of this hit, it spiked sales. But I mean, realistically, yeah. before. Last but I mean, week, that game is like you could, if you don't own it now, like that game is like five bucks most of So right, like realistically, how many copies of it has it sold in the past five years? Probably like eight, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Games, so. I mean, Bad Company 1 and 2, those are... Good, or they're fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably the best of the of the uh, Battlefield games, personally, but... Yeah. I Isn't Bad Company 3 supposed to come out? Uh, I think or Bad Company come 2... Out, or? No, I think Bad Company 2 didn't do well. So, I think yeah. Bad Company 3 was being worked on, but they said, screw it. I swear, I just saw that they were, were gonna, like... Yeah, it was just Bad Company 2, that was it. Yeah, oh no, that is is being worked on. Oh, um, or I don't know. It's it's uh, it's an unannounced. Yeah, it's it was unannounced, but I guess there's people saying that it's being worked on, and there's people that like are saying it's <laughs> not. So, um, I'm sure either it way, great, but yeah, uh, I mean the Battlefield franchise is in such a mess right there's such a shamble now. So exactly, it's true. Um. I mean that it just it sucks when you hear all this stuff every time a game is going to go down. Uh, there was a big ruling that may take down the whole internet video archive. Or well, not. internet archive in general. The internet yeah. archive. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I listen to old podcasts through there right. sometimes. You know, like it sucks that like these four book companies came in. To be fair, most of that stuff was happening through the pandemic, and yes, you always had those people that were abusing it. But for the most part, they tried to self-regulate it back after the libraries were reopened. Um, and I guess these book companies were like, oh, you're you're stealing our 
profits, you know? Um, So like, it sucks when these things go down because that there's things on that internet archive that you're not going to be able to get them anywhere. Once, if that whole site goes down. I mean, yeah, you will, but you'll just have to find, you know. Right. But I mean, you're going to have to find sneaky ways to get it and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, yo, it's so nice to just have it there. Right. And you can go search for whatever it is and it's there and it's not hurting you. Uh, so it, it's again, preservation for this stuff just is not well done, especially video games. Yes. It's, it's not been a long around as long as movies and music and all this other stuff, but somebody needs to get together and figure out like when is the threshold to where this is not the problem is there's never a threshold for when this is not a commodity because then you have the remaster or the remake come out and it's like, Oh, we need to figure out a way how to get this port of the old game working on the system now so we can still make money off of it. So therefore, then you can't have an old copy of it digitally somewhere. Like uh, the ESA came out against libraries having uh, digital versions of games because it removes people from buying them. They'll just go to the library and and play the games there. And it's like... I could semi buy that for like re- like newly released games, but also like the library lends out movies, not newly released movies. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> I think movies is different because movies is like music at this point, where it's like once you're out of the theater, they kind of really don't care what you do with. It. Right. Like uh, now, that's why they're doing that whole like, oh, it's exclusive in theaters because like they want you to know that the only way you're going to see this right now is in theaters. It'll hit streaming at some point. But then once it does that, like they know most people are not going to buy it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. So, okay, if you want to go get it at your local library, whatever. I mean, to be fair, I think you're also thinking that like that's not most people. Most people right. are not going to go to the library to play some I mean, uh, digital only 3DS game or what. You know, I don't know. To me, I would say, you know, at least two generations back, anything should be kind of fair game. Right. But, no, that's just me. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. If video games will ever have a you know Crave Commons thing. No, because ESA will fight them nail and tooth when yeah. they aren't losing people. To, uh, the the E three thing. Exactly. Uh, well, that's if we even uh, you know have an E three, right? <laughs> uh, at this point, because what do you know? Was it a couple weeks ago we talked about how uh, Ubisoft? They were going to show up to E3 if there was an E3. Well, as far as we know, E3 is still happening. And then all of a sudden, I guess they find out that like nobody else is going to E3 that matters. So they're just going to do their own Ubisoft forward instead. Okay. So when does Pop finally come out and go, you know what? We're just going to rename this PAX LA. and Because PAX actually does well. <laughs> like, hey, all you indie game people that want to come, go ahead. Like... It really shouldn't have the name E3 because it's really not going to be anything close to what E3 used to be. I, I do you think they should do it at this point? Like, do they, do they should they still call it E3? Like, I mean, you're almost tarnishing that name at this point. I guess, but it hasn't been anyone's. You know, it's already been kind of dragged through the mud. I mean, it's. I guess it's a really weird problem they have because they don't really have any big big supporters anymore. Even though you know Phil Spencer says, "Oh, we still support the ESA." It's like, well, yeah, but gonna be here so that's an yeah you know. you're gonna be there but you're gonna like do your own thing and it's not considered part of e3 at all like right uh, 
uh, Ubisoft is doing theirs like the day after Microsoft's thing. Yeah. So, like, it's almost like we're having our mini E3 press conference thing, but we're not being on the show floor. We're not doing any of that. Uh, I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't even know if you can. I mean, I guess you could still have it to have the indies and had maybe some, you know, uh, I guess at that point, would Embracer Group be the biggest show in town? I mean, them or Konami. I'm in there. Uh, would Konami, Konami even bother? It's yeah. like, uh, that's the thing. It's like, I just don't see how this, th- that's also, it's like where, you know, Jeff Keighley comes into play because he's like, he's got such a monopoly on, I went, well, it's not a monopoly. There's other conventions, but he's got such a stranglehold on being able to bring everybody together. And okay, this is now the biggest game in town that we got to be at this thing. Um, right. Where it's like, why would you not go to his thing to be at E3? And all you hear is oh, like nobody's showing up there. Yeah, if I'm Ubisoft, why? When I can just have a Ubisoft forward, people will talk about us for a little bit, and then that's it. Because if not, you'll just be a footnote of E3, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like when people go back and talk about the story of E3 2023, they'll be like, well, Ubisoft was there, and then the rest of the time... E3 just is nothing. And yeah. So somehow, you know, uh, Hades, one will be shown there, you know, something, you know, just be like, yeah. all these like really old or, you know, game, indie games that have already been out for years will be there. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even think, like, why would you pay for a booth if you're going to have old indie games there? But I mean, like, yeah, it'll be, they're either going to have to really lower the price of, of having stuff on the floor. Or, well, it's like, yeah, it's a problem now. Like, why have it at the convention center? Because exactly, you can't, you can't fill that up. <laughs> no, yeah, you might as well just have it uh, like have that one year on that was in the hotel or something. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's not as spacious, it's not as cool, it's not as lavish or whatever. But yo, really, if I'm if I'm anybody that was thinking about go, you know, buying a ticket to that thing. I'm returning that like immediately because like I don't know what you're going there for. Right. So uh I guess uh really quick, um Atari acquired Night Dive Studios, which for a cool 10 million, that's the folks that are uh working on the uh, uh system shock remake. Yeah. So I guess that gets them some funding. I'm not sure. Sure. I mean, yeah, they've been around for they, they do a bunch of remakes and stuff, so good for them. Yeah, that that's not good. Remakes, that, like remasters, really. <clears throat> if that ensures that the System Shock remake is going to come out and it's going to be good, yeah, or at least get them. If they got to delay it one more time, you know, you got backing, then that's great. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of these things that it's actually good to hear that it's like not Sony or Microsoft or. It's another company. I uh, don't know what that's going to mean for Atari. Uh, I wonder if we're going to hear Embracer Group has bought them. I doubt <laughs> it. But <laughs> like, I want, no, like I was like, I wouldn't be surprised at some point if Embracer. It's like, oh, Embracer bought Atari. Okay, what what else do they have to buy? <laughs> like, right. I I should have mentioned this when I talked about the EAD listing thing, but uh, Multiverses is going down. Uh, now this is actually because. They've revealed that Multiverses is a beta. Uh, and they're instead of keeping it open, which is weird because what aren't they on like season three uh, or Maybe. something? Um, mm-hmm. 
Well, we did talk about how they it was very much diminishing returns. Yeah, because and like they introduced yeah. a bunch of characters, and then like the last season they introduced like one character, you know, barely. Yeah, it, like that's true. Like they only had what the uh, the the Martian character, and then that first season they had a bunch of characters, and it made people feel like, oh man, they're gonna really support this game. This is a chance to be Super Smash Brothers, you know, WB version, and then. They stopped supporting it. I wonder if it has anything to do with that whole stuff with Discovery and Warner Brothers. Like, I don't. I, I think it's really a problem of like the you know the viewer or the fighters drop it, the fighter count dropping like a stone. You know, having four. Well, yeah, but if you don't release anything new for it in a while, of course not. Right. Like you, I you mean, got to have content coming out for it. I guess here's the question: Do you think this actually comes back? Hmm. Or do you think this is like? Them saying it's gonna come back, but yeah, no. The thing is, people paid money for that thing. That's that's what gets in my craw is yeah. You can't say it's a beta, and then have people drop money for this thing. You know, I mean, technically, I mean, you don't buy the Xbox Cloud thing by itself. You're buying it as part of Game Pass. But technically, that the Cloud thing is in beta. It's not officially out yet, especially the but the brow in it, you know the browser version which you have to pay for to use. It's not free. Uh, is also in super beta compared to the ones that are on other things. Like I think there's other. I mean, yeah, most betas are free, right? Like the the Diablo one you did, right? Um, but they also they weren't selling. I mean, aside from actually buying the game, right? They advertised a bunch, but they didn't say like, oh, you can buy this. Uh, you know, I can buy this mythical helm or buy this mount for the beta. I wonder if they're doing it because it's like they're looking around and they're going, what can we possibly do to get the player count back up? And they go, well, there's not really anybody we can add. Fi- uh, you know, Fortnite's adding people left and right. Like, how are we really going to be able to compete with that? Like, even, maybe they're kind of... Even more LeBron James characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> Maybe they're hedging their bets and just saying, you know what? Maybe the whole fighting game landscape will look different in a year. And while we do that, we work on the game, try to make it different. Uh, see if there's characters we can add in at launch that make it feel like a new game at that point. Um, I would say, honestly, have yeah. a single player. Yeah, that that could be a thing, too. Could you do that? Um, yeah, I, I think it will. I think it will just because, man... Talk about the absolute backlash it's going to get if it turns out. Oh yeah, this thing, this thing that they told you is coming in twenty twenty four. It's just not. Yeah, uh, it's another one of those things of like, man, when somebody tells me this thing is coming, do I want to put money into it because they could just take it away? I mean, that's the and problem I, with any live service game, really. Yeah, unless unless it's going to be something that you know is going to be a bona fide hit, like Diablo Four, right? right. Well, but Diablo 4 is different because you're paying 60, 70 bucks for that. Um, I mean, yeah, you did that with the whatever the battle pass or the season pass thing is for this, but it's not um I mean they did say yeah. they did say like you'll have access to like the training mode or some dumb bullshit like that. Or you can see mm-hmm. like your your unlocks, but it's like that's small comfort. Like that's yeah, it's not <laughs> exactly it's not like playing the game and I can play it against people and Right. Whatever. It's, yeah. You brought them something, they liked it, and then when it became not popular anymore, you said, ah. Just... 
I, I mean, I don't know about you, but to me, the game that like really soured me on basically any live service game is Marvel Heroes. Yep. That's I a game I, that. I, that's mm-hmm. a game I really actually did like and I actually put money into. I, I mean, I didn't get a review. Co- I got like a review code for like the, the console version, but right. that's not the same thing. But I put money into yeah. it and then they're like, oh, oh, yeah, it's gone. Like, yeah. It's like, all right, cool. Well, that was a nice year down the drain and, yeah. you know, 50 or 60 bucks or however much you put into it. Like, that's neat. Yep. I just, I don't know, man. When I see this becoming the trend and it's just like, eventually people are going to get really tired of putting money. Now, a lot of people have the concept of, well, I put money in during the time and I had my fun. It doesn't mean that I had to play this game forever. Well, at least whatever, like, but you know, at least, at least some games like, uh, what is it? Rumbleverse, you know, and that went offline. Like they give you the money back. They're like, here you go. Yeah. Or, you know, or even Google Stadia. Like they refunded people. Oh yeah. They did all the refunds. Yeah. Like, but that, I think that's different because that's the whole kit and caboodle. Like you cannot play that at all. Like yeah. if you had games on there, you cannot play them. Like they even couldn't sell the tech to somebody. Right. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Uh, well, not okay. The tech was good. It's just no how cared. like bad of a name that Google put on it. Right. Like nobody was like, oh, you know what? We could use this for something. Oh, no, we can't. Just, you know what? Google just shut that thing down too. And right. hey, good on Google for doing that. A lot of, a lot of places would have just been like, you know what? You had your fun when you had it. So we don't owe you anything. We never yep. told you this was going to be around forever. Um, well, speaking of being around, who knows how long you're going to have actual writers around because this uh, AI writing is becoming a thing and Ubisoft wants to actually develop a tool to help writers so that they don't have to write the minutia. They don't have to write, you know, uh, NPC lines and things that nobody cares about or that you don't really think about. Yeah, they call it like, uh, you know, so they have to write the, write the barks. Yeah, the bar. And it's like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where it starts. And then all of yeah. a sudden you start hearing about writing jobs going down the drain because you have, oh, an AI could do that. Honestly, oh, this this yeah. wouldn't surprise me if this already existed for like the past three or four years, considering most Ubisoft games nowadays. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either, right? And they're just now revealing it because AI and uh, GPT chat and all that stuff is coming out and and becoming a thing so they're like oh let's hop on this and get us some publicity um i as a writer myself and you as a writer right like i don't think i want to see that i'd much rather you you do it the old school style and you hire some junior writers and have them learn the trade and yeah like yeah one of the the rationale for the guy who created this thing and i mean i don't think he has bad intentions per se yeah, but like his rationale is like, oh, the the writers were getting burned out, you know, having to go like write this stuff. Yeah, well, writing, like, writing this the, dumb stuff. That, writing yeah. writing the main series or the, the main quest dialogue, like the important side quests. And it's like, okay, why don't you just hire more writers? You know, they don't want to, obviously. Right, write <laughs> like... lower or hire lower skilled or like lower tier writers for this dumber shit. And yeah, uh, he, I mean, he he made the point of like, oh. Uh, you know, the human hand will always have a hand, like a part in this. Like, you know, 
It always have a oh, human well, touch. Oh, well, there's uh, humans overseeing this. It's right. not like, you know, they're just there to their own devices, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, okay, it, that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> see, to me, like, a lot of incidental dialogue in games is bad because it's like a lot of characters are super unimportant or it's like they're not right. fully fleshed out characters. Like, random guard in Assassin's Creed, like, he says, like, maybe a line or two, and that's about it. But to me, the game just really reminded me of Extra's Watch Dogs because of, like, how yeah bad the dialogue is, and especially Legion. It's like, well, you already basically uh, farmed out the voice or, like, the voice work to AI. So you're not going right. to do that with the writing. Like, at this point, like, why even, like, have people, you know, at the, at the game at all that some AI Skynet can just fart out Watchdogs games till the end of time. Yep. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. It's like, I think we're we're going down a slippery slope uh, at this point with that. So I would say be careful what you wish for with this, because when somebody says, oh, hey, um, sorry, but you don't have a job or whatever, don't get upset about it because it's like it reminds me of the joke in South Park when Cartman tried to was pretending to be a robot, like awesome. Oh, yeah. And they took him to Hollywood and he was like, I have two thousand ideas in eighteen hundred of them involve Adam Sandler. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> that is where we're heading. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What this this is what people are gonna be uh talking about. Um Yeah. At that point. And like uh, the writing for I mean the writing for most Assassin's Creed games is already bad. <laughs> so, I mean, how much, how much, how much worse can you even possibly get? And oh man, I can't wait to see this even get dragged on even further. <laughs> yeah, true that. Um, that being said, I think that that is it for us uh, this week. Sure. Uh, there are actually some games coming this last week of March in that first week of April when we do the next episode uh so if you're a big and will be the show fan that will that's out right now you can go uh get it on game pass or you can go buy it for your ps5 whatever you want to do you can go do that um colossal cave is out there on xbox the crime boss rockade city is on pc that's that uh game based on the 90s that has all the yeah, like celebrities uh, in it. 90s celebrities in it. So if you didn't watch the... Go watch the trailer and you decide for yourself if you want to buy that or not. It's either like the cheesiest, stupidest thing ever or you might actually be interested. Right. Um, Sifu comes to Xbox. Uh, the Last of Us Part 1 remake is coming to PC. So you get your next uh, big Sony game on PC. Also out right now, uh, Terranil, which is like a... City Building Simulator is out right now as well. Uh, that Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventure DLC is out as well. Uh, I think it's the next day. Um, bat Boy, which is a action platformer based on a guy with a bat. I'm not kidding. Uh, and a Dredge, which is actually a cool little indie game. It's like a survival horror uh, fishing game. It's uh, like a it's actually really neat. Like it gives you that atmospheric horror that you wanted a survival horror game, and then you also got your fishing. 
Uh, yeah. So if you didn't think that that was a combination that worked, it actually apparently does. Um, and it's pretty, pretty interesting uh, at that end. So I would go check that out. That's out on everything in a couple of days. Uh, Formula Retro Racing is also out in a couple of days. And that Hot Wheels Earth Rally game. So you get the Forza Horizon DLC and you get Hot Wheels DLC too. That's pretty uh, appropriate, I would say, that they're both coming out like in the same uh, time frame. Yeah. Uh, Creed has the PSVR 2 game coming out, uh, Rise to Glory. And yeah, uh, so I mean, that actually might be a pretty decent PSVR 2 game because most of the time bossing will be decently in VR. Right. Um, and then the rest of the stuff will probably be out by the time we, it'll be, you know, next week when we, talk about it but um yeah some pretty decent stuff coming uh this week that you can go pick up you can let us know what you might be picking up if you're not you know already knee deep in resident Evil 4 or wwe 2k or playing some other games uh you know that's always cool to know what everybody's playing uh you can hit mark up a humanity play me at wtm sean uh go hit like subscribe follow on the uh YouTube channel, you, like I said, uh, you get not just what we do, you get everything else that's part of the WTN Network. If you want to just listen on audio, just go find Video Games to the Max wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Hit uh, like, subscribe, all that there as well. Uh, give us a review, five stars if you would. And, yeah, we'll be back next week, everybody. We'll see you later.